You found the Love Flight Podcast. I'm Paul Tizard, Fear of Flying Coach, and I've been helping Nervous Flyers since 1997. So in this podcast, you are going to find aviation experts, psychologists, coaches, enthusiasts, and people normal, just like you, who have overcome their fears. Welcome. Today we're joined by Les. Welcome. Thank you. Good to see you. And you. Thank you so much for coming forward. And uh, you are over in Denmark? I'm over in Denmark, yes. Cool. So you've, I knew somebody listened to us in Denmark and it's you. It's me. Guilty. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about yourself, how you found us, your fear of flying story. Yeah. Oh, basically. (laughs) So I'm Les, living here in Denmark, but I am British. Um, I've been here about five years. Got three kids. I'm in my early forties, and never used to be frightened of flying at all. My dad was a huge aeroplane fanatic, particularly Concorde, but um, completely obsessed. So, if my mum was working and he had to look after me, we would go to the local aviation park. We'd take sandwiches, and he'd have his little radio listening into air traffic control, and yeah, I'd be coloring in the back, thinking, you know. <laughs> Surely we've seen enough planes coming in and out now, you know, and he was so proud because I could recognize all the plane tails and say, oh, yeah, that's Britannia, showing my age now. That's Monarch. <laughs> that's whatever. Um, my sister used to be cabin crew for 80,000. So, you know, we were well into the uh, the flying um, thing. And I was really lucky as a kid. I got to go on lots of holidays, short haul, long haul from about the age of two. So this fear of flying thing was quite unheard of, you know, to me. Yeah. I think the first time I became aware, I was a little uneasy. I had gone on a school trip to Italy and we flew. And I think I'd actually talked myself into a panic attack on the way home. Going there was fine. And I think it was, it was actually nothing to do with flying. I think it was more teenage angst and being desperate for look at me I need some attention and you know talked myself into this fear as as um of flying and I think that actually left a bit of an imprint so it kind of you know became a repetitive behavior this feeling of anxiety around airplanes or, or aircraft and obviously the older I got I stopped going on holidays with my parents. I had to rely on my own economy and didn't fly so much because of that. And I can remember I went to New York with my sister in 2001, uh, February, so it was before the the terrorist attack. And when we flew home, we had a, a sudden rapid descent. And it didn't bother me. It was just a case of, was that? And afterwards, the pilot came on, and I don't know if this is a legitimate reason or if this is something I've maybe fabricated a lot <laughs> along the years, but it was apparently we'd, we'd come too close to another aircraft, so the systems on board automatically try and separate you a little bit. So I don't know if they went up and we went down or 
I might be talking, you know, completely out of my behind, but um, well, yeah. I'm not a pilot, so <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I can remember having a go around. I think I must have been about nine, and again, not being particularly phased by that. But I can remember my parents talking about it a lot. I think we'd come into land somewhere in Austria, and it was incredibly windy. And the pilot tried to land us, couldn't, and we took off. And I can always remember my my mum saying when she was retelling the story that the pilot came on after said, you know, after that, ladies and gentlemen, you could call me Dave, not Captain, whatever. So, <laughs> but again, you know, eight years old, I just found that incredibly exciting, not yeah. not anything to be frightened of. And then I think, yeah, in my mid-twenties, just out of the blue, this random, irrational fear started to grow. And I spent the next few years only getting on flights if I absolutely had to and trying out of desperation absolutely anything to get through it, be it legal or otherwise, you know. But all the sedatives or alcohol or sleeping or not sleeping before was not enough or tough love. Come on, you know, you can do it. Stop being yeah. ridiculous. Did absolutely nothing for me. So I stopped flying and I didn't fly for about 12 years, I think. And even it got to the point that I couldn't see anything on the television without my heart racing if it had to do with aeroplanes, even if they were just stationary on the ground. And if we drove past Stansted or Heathrow or whatever, past the motorway, if I could see aeroplanes coming in to land or taking off, that would give me extreme anxiety and I would be catastrophizing in my head, imagine it, any minute now, it's going to fall out of the sky, you know, any minute, any minute now, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm watching, I'm ready, you know, ridiculous, ridiculous. And when I, when I hear myself talking about it, I think, my goodness me, sorry, get <laughs> down. And then I had children, so we didn't have, you know, enough money really to go abroad. So we, yeah. we holidayed a lot in the UK or we didn't go anywhere at all. And then when they were about six and their grandparents offered to take us to Spain and I thought, how can I say no, you know? So we went and it was awful. So when, I was, when would this have been? This must have been... I would say maybe around about 2012, 13. Right. Okay. Yeah. Kind of time. Just quite helpful to get the timeline in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was just awful. I was, you know, extreme anxiety in the weeks leading up to it. Couldn't focus on anything. You know, the packing I did was absolutely ridiculous because my head was completely in a in another yeah. space. And I constantly had this battle in my head of you being ridiculous. Come on, you're a grown up. Get a handle of yourself. And oh my god! And do you know what the fear was? I mean, I, you told me a couple of sort of things that happened, but what what was sort of going through your mind in terms of? At that time, no. I think as my fear has kind of progressed, it kind of like got bigger and bigger, and then has kind of subsided a little bit. And I've got I've got more of a logical handle on it and I think a lot of it and a lot of people have said this is due to loss of control and that handing over because you know in my head the reason was you know if I was in a boat and something happened I can swim <laughs> if I'm on a bus or a car and something happens I can get out and walk if I'm on a plane and something happens well there's not a lot I can do 
Yeah. Not there is some logic to that, isn't it? You can't do it. You can't you, know, you could have a go driving the bus, but yeah, I doubt you could just fly the aircraft. I don't know. Uh, no, it's not on my CV of things that I'm uh, educated to do. So I think there was an element of that. Um, I've never been frightened of anything like terrorism or security or turbulence, you know, the usual things. Landing, takeoff is the thing I'm frightened of the most. And I think it, it's partially that that point of where you I can't think of the right, how you say it now, where you know where you can't, there's nothing point you can do now. return, maybe. That's it. <laughs> you know, you're committed now. We are going. The the airline is trundling down the down the runway and there's nothing I can do about it. I think it was that. And, you know, back going back to Spain, you know, I didn't ask for help at the time. I just thought, you know, this is me being ridiculous. I didn't want to show my children either that I was frightened. So I just kind of tried to internalize it a lot and, and get through it as best I can and then you know it ruins the the build-up to the holiday but it also spoils your holiday because once you're there you're thinking about coming home and I've got to do this again (laughs) so I thought right after that we're not going anywhere again and then my partner at the time said hey let's take the kids to Florida next year let's not take the kids to Florida so that was when I thought right come on and this is when I found the um, the Virgin Flying Without Fear courses, which I went on, and it was a fantastic day. And it really helped me, even though I sobbed most of the day. And I took the flight, but I had multiple episodes in the airport of sobbing and hyperventilating. But everybody was incredibly supportive and kept saying to me, are you sure you want to do this? You can still come out. And I said, no, I need to do this. And um, I was a little wobbly on takeoff, but afterwards I was able to get up and walk around and have a nosy in first class and thought, it's very nice. One day, one day. <laughs> oh, you um, came on one of the ones with the the actual Virgin aircraft. Yeah, I think it must have been a Dreamliner. That's right. We had a, two or three courses where we had the we chartered the, the new Dreamliner. Yeah. And I have a feeling it was Captain Steve on my flight as well. Quite possible, yeah. He yeah. Was, he did do. Uh, he he always came out with. Yes, he did. He came to both courses where we had the the posh aircraft. Yeah. He only yeah, comes out with posh aircraft. Well, I'd stop blaming him. <laughs> but I found that day incredibly helpful. The not only to hear other people's stories and to 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 find other people like me you know a whole room full of people like me who had all kinds of different fears from food to terrorism to turbulence to losing their luggage you know that it was a huge range of of, of problems um but also to hear from the cabin crew and the pilots and there was a psychologist there it was just a wealth of information and um i can the best thing I heard that day was one of the pilots, I can't remember his name, but he said, we don't go to work and sit behind the the driving wheel. I do apologize for my terminology. It's all right, don't worry. <laughs> and we don't, we don't sit there and think, yeah, we're going to have a rough one today. <laughs> you know, we think, all right, we're at work. And at the end of our day, we want to go home to our families and our friends. Yep. And, yep. you know, and that's something so simple has always stuck with me. 
Well, it makes so sense, it, doesn't it? Because there's a lot yeah. of helpful normalising type things. Yeah, yeah, and it, it really did, and it stuck with me even to this day. That that you know, mm. I just had this vision of these pilots sitting behind the in the pilot's chair and thinking, time to go." <laughs> um, and it helped incredibly on my flights to and from America. Yeah. <laughs> Who's our guest? This is Bella. Hello, Bella. Everyone say hello. No, now she wants. I know dogs can't say hello, but you know. No, she doesn't want to now. Um, so yeah, it did help incredibly, and I stopped panicking and thinking. Okay, I know that you can get to America from the UK in a car if you go at the right time of year and you drive through Russia. This is the kind of things I used to actually Google to avoid flying. <laughs> That's some determination. That was some determination, yeah. And I would say I didn't fly very often between Florida and then for the next few years, just purely to economy. But I found that I wasn't as frightened driving past airports and I was a little bit more able to to see things about aeroplanes on the television, although it did still give me butterflies in the stomach. And it was something I would say that I did try, not actively avoid, but I wouldn't go out of my way to mm. to watch if I knew it was something about um, about aeroplanes. So I would say that I, I flew with gritted teeth and clenched fingers and, you know, if I could get out of the exhausting. It was exhausting. It really is exhausting when you're frightened of flying. That anxiety and that planning that you do in your head of every worst case scenario and how can I get out of it? And it, it really is exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if I speed forward a little bit to, to five years ago, I moved here to Denmark. I drove <laughs> when I moved. Well, it is drivable, well, isn't it? It's, it's it is better. drivable, and I did have a lot of luggage to bring. So my children flew, I drove. But I thought, I'm going to have to fly now if I want to visit home and, you know, see my friends and my family. And then the pandemic saved me. I didn't have to fly. <laughs> um, But on this COVID, eh? good old COVID... But on a, on a I knew there was a plus side to it for some people. Somewhere in there, absolutely. Um, on a more serious side, though, um, my mum is quite sick and we've since had another baby and it's important for me that he gets to see England and his English family. Um, so I thought, we're going to have to fly. I'm going to have to get out of this, which is when I started the Googling, the frantic Googling the night before. Oh, God. Please, somebody help me. I've got to fly and I don't know what to do. And I found fly. And it was amazing. It was like the same feeling when I walked into that door on the Flying Without Fear course and found this whole world of people like me, kindred spirits like me, people who had all kinds of fears, but on a massive scale from all over the world, some with fears just like me. And I thought, yes that's exactly it that's exactly how I feel or it's that exactly that that frightens me or people where I think actually that doesn't bother me but maybe I can offer some mm. 
advice or just talk to people and let them know. I'm curious when people come in, sorry to cut across you, I was just thinking, you know, when you're Googling and come across, because there are other forums as well, did you join them as well or did you just... No, no, I didn't. uh, No, I think I was in one more. Um, But but I have a feeling actually that Love Flight came recommended on another group I'm in. Um, It was, it was like a, a Florida group actually from back when I went to Florida and I still pop in every now and again with like longing looks one day (laughs) and it had come recommended to other people who were frightened um yeah and actually I ended up leaving the other flying group because it wasn't as insightful and it was very much okay you just need to go to the doctor and get all these medications prescribed and I thought "Ah, that's that stopped for me I know it helps some people and if that works for you kudos to you but yeah yeah. Well, we, we, we have tried to avoid that medication thing. I mean, I know people have got on, so that's fine. We, we can stop it. But I think it's one of those things that there's lots of things where we see, we think, well, that's it. Those are, those behaviors are, are short term fixes. And I guess. Exactly. Do that. Putting a band aid on it, isn't it? So it's not meant in a judgmental way. It's just that, you know, we always think of it like, okay, that's fine if it gets you through that flight, but what next? Yeah, you're not actually addressing the problem. You're just putting a, a plaster on the top of it. And But again, if it gets you on that original initial flight, then absolutely, that's a step forward than you were last time. Mm. Um, so this is a night before the flight. You're so this the was <laughs> burning my fingers off. Please, yeah. a minute. I don't think it was quite the night before. It might have been like the night before the night before. Of course. But it was, you were welcome. Yeah. I was absolutely there. <laughs> and I just, yeah, I just found it so helpful. And um, I can remember reading some other people's posts and posting myself and then posting again and then posting again and then thinking nobody else is posting as much as me. Maybe I should stop talking. <laughs> but it just felt like, and then this sounds really cheesy, but I just felt when I was sitting in the airport ready to go home that these people were with me. And they were kind of like willing me along mm-hmm. and wishing me well. And it, I cannot tell you how much it helped me. Um, you know, and I did, I flew not without fear, but I flew with a lot less anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, I was distracted because I had a three-year-old with me, but um, I used that to my advantage. And I, I've learned over the years to ask, help as well i'll come to like my tips and tricks a bit later but um yeah um yeah i would say that um i flew a lot more i think enjoyably would be a bit strong <laughs> did you smile you can do it smile and, and i used things that i'd read in the group like i've mentioned before that takeoff is a thing that scares me the most and so I'd read that if you lean forward in your seat and you lift your feet off the floor, and I tell you, this was really hard on my abdominal muscles to do both at the same time. <laughs> but you're not as aware of the the feelings and the movements of the and vibrations of the aircraft, mm. and it really helped. And I'd like to be able to get to a stage where I can look out of the window during takeoff or maybe not do these crunches in my seat, but, you know, I, I like to think of this as a, like a, a journey, not something that's going to be fixed by 
one flight. Yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah. I, 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 I've heard the, the let, re, people, some people do weird stuff with their feet during turbulence, um, like cross their legs and stuff, so they find it helps. Yeah. But, and then so this one, I haven't heard this one about the lean forward, lifting yeah. legs up. That, that, I mean, that just sounds like some sort of abs workout. From, yeah, and maybe somebody was just like... Beast. <laughs> maybe somebody was just messing about with me, you know. I know what it anyway, who cares? <laughs> exactly. And I've got a six-pack. So who cares? Well, I might have a four-pack, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it worked and uh, yeah, it helped. It did. Mm. It really helped. So um, it was a much more comfortable flight, I would say. Yeah. And I felt really yeah. proud of myself when I when I got off. So, yeah. So how long ago was that? That was um, April this year. Yes, I remember. Well, the reason I... I liked your post because you literally were flying two days or a day and you're posting. I could see people were commenting stuff and I just thought the fact that you went that you posted your pictures and stuff, oh, that was remarkable. Particularly, yeah. you know, I'm really impressed when people take take a sort of a longer route and think, but also I'm amazed when people like yourself can do that in such a short space of time to get, to make it bearable. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it helped that it's only short flights. It it, I think the actual recorded flight time is one hour twenty, but it's usually a little less. Um, I don't think what I did would have worked for a longer flight. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I'll there's still some more work to do with that. Absolutely, and I don't think I, it's not something I'd recommend. Really, <laughs> I think um, if you can prepare. A little earlier than two days before or a day mm. before then. But anything is better than nothing. Yes. Yeah. So roll forward. That was April. That was April. We're now in, I don't know what we're in. Are we in August? Yes. Yeah, we're in August. Yeah. So uh, how do you feel about flying now? I think, I think the problem I would have is I feel I could be quite blasé about it until I've got something booked. And then I'd be like, oh, actually, I don't know if I can go on that day. I might have to uh, <laughs> wriggle out of it. But I don't know if that's old habit. Yeah. Um, and I think, again, now that I have a need to fly rather than just waiting for vacation or, and I do like to go home as often as I can, um, yeah. if anything, to stock up on tea bags because fruit tea is not happening <laughs> um then i really need to to do something about it and that is kind of driving me more along than i, I can't do this um i think if it was just for vacation's sake then i would be more yeah. tempted to find excuses and just saying although it's you know not to say the, the the nicest reason but there is a compelling driver there to make sure that you do go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I always think that's a useful thing, you know, is that it's great if it's for pleasure, but a lot of us also do stuff because the avoidance of something you don't want, you know, there's a consequence if you don't do it. And so that sounds like that's driving you on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, so you've done well. So what are you doing with yourself now in terms of your 
what's your process at the moment when it comes to flying? My process is to try and expose myself more to it. So I try and keep up with the the group as much as I can um, and read other people's posts and post back if I can, uh, offering some pearls of wisdom. Um, And also, I was really proud of myself that I watched a whole Netflix program that featured heavily around an airplane, not a documentary, an actual, you know, enjoyment program. And it didn't make me feel frightened. That's a massive step for me. Yeah, that is. Step. And was it accurate? Was it one of the, is it a Hollywood? It's some American blockbuster thingy, but, um, you know, it, it passed the time and it, it, the way I felt about it, it could have been about a boat or a, a train. So, okay. yeah, that was quite, quite big. Well, that's, that's impressive, isn't it? That's quite yeah. a step. Yeah, I would say so. And I think I find... I like to think that I might be helping other people, even if it's just somebody who's read my posts, posts yeah. uh, on the group or anything that I've written to people. And that also kind of compels me to to further my own journey because otherwise I'd feel a bit of a hypocrite if I'd be like, oh, I've just got to do this and it'll all be fine. And I'm not doing that at all. <laughs> you cast me on it, but yeah. 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 Oh. You go ahead, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, that's. I mean, you you are helping people. Most of the time, you don't know, and uh, and that's the thing. There's, there's so much stuff in that Facebook group that you, people scroll through it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All your posts and stuff will be there. And I know I've made a couple inspirational, which I can yeah. put into the guides. This it's hard to catch all of the people are posting a lot, but it's you know just try and put a few up. So they are there forever. People yeah. will be reading those. So your words, there's a silent majority to the group. Yes, I was definitely. looking at the top con- contrib- contributors and I thought, I recognise all 20 names in the top. <laughs> then after that, it's like, oh, I don't know, see them very often. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, so you, and um these are really important things to do because it's reinforcing it for you, but it's not helping people you'll never know. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, welcome. <laughs> so, so, next I, flight coming up. When's that? Next flight isn't booked yet. Um, trying to figure out if I can get home before the end of the year or not. Um, and if not, then it will probably early in the new year. Right. So it is pending. It is kind of soon. Right, okay. Um, and I think once it's booked, I will be a bit more heavily invested in posting and uh, researching and thinking of some things that I can do to kind of strengthen the the tenuous thread of positivity as yeah. <laughs> I've got. Uh, yeah. So I don't have anything booked as of yet, but it's definitely mm. in the pipeline. Good. So tell us then what you've found helpful because you've done you've done the flight note for your course, yeah, you, all those years ago, and you've done other stuff as well. Now you, you're part of a big member of the Love Flight group, uh, but I'm guessing that you've got some tips for us. Wisdom. I have 
got some yeah. tips. I've got them all, all here on my phone. Oh, well. I think the first thing I would say to anybody is be kind to yourself because we all come from different walks of life and just because you are frightened of something doesn't mean that you're broken. Yeah. Just means you're human. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I would say fantastic if you found the group and now use it. If at all possible, don't just sit there and read other people's posts. Post yourself. Post what you're frightened of. Post. Go away, Bella. <laughs> um, yeah, I must have made a hundred posts in the run up to my trip home and every single one helped, even if it was annoying for, oh God, here she is again, posting, posting, posting. Not um, cool. It was incredibly helpful for me. Mm. Uh, and also the podcasts. Um, I often see posts of people saying, oh, which one is best for this? Which one is, which one would you recommend? And I would say, listen to as many as you can because they are all brilliant in their own way. You know, it's great to hear from cabin crew. It's great to hear from the pilots. It's great to hear from the ones that you did yourself. It's great to hear from people who have overcome their fears. It's great to hear from people who haven't because you will find one that, that suits you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you don't have to dedicate a particular time to, to listen to them. I have them on when I'm driving to and from work, just in the background, in the car. They're incredibly helpful, so use those. Wow. I would That's say... nice to know. Yeah. Don't Google anything. That would be another top tip. Oh, ever again. Well, in Is terms there a of... Cinema? I don't know. Yeah, no, no. Mez says don't Google it, so <laughs> please don't. No, you're right. I would just say you need to put trust in the airline and their safety um, and all the education that the pilots and the cabin crew have to go through. And we would Google things like, I don't know, what are the exact ingredients in paracetamol and what is the exact um, work in the body? You know, you just accept it is what it is. It works for a temperature of a pain. I'm going to take it. So mm. think paracetamol. <laughs> no one said that before <laughs> and I would say also Ipsnay to the weather apps because I think the problem is we live in a society now of information is at our fingertips whenever we want mm. it and we expect it but again we are not experts on analyze well some people are but I'm not an expert on analyzing weather forecasts you know I'm I'm a nurse, and I work um, in neonatal intensive care with premature babies, and I've done it for a long time. So I have experience in that field. But if somebody walked through the door and started to, you know, pick up instruments and be like, "Well, I saw this on Grey's Anatomy. I know what I'm doing," I'd be like, "Uh, out." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I would say leave leave weather analysis. Stay in your lane. Absolutely, stay in your lane. <laughs> Um, I would say list. I love a good list. Lists help me manage anxiety. And then okay. they, they take away the, you know, I didn't think about this. I forgot about this. Cause so what sorts of lists do you mean? All kinds of lists, like lists about your packing, lists about how you're going to get to from the airport. Um, I don't know, lists about what you're going to do in the run up to, you know, who's going to look after the dog, you know. 
is uh, um, do I need to do wash all the bedding before I go? That kind of thing, yeah. you know. Okay. A, a list for anything, and then nothing can take you by surprise. I would say. Very good. Yeah. And then you can take each one off, and it's just an amazing feeling of satisfaction. Like done that, Da-da, done that. And the best list in the world, of course, is Pete Higgins' list. So use that. I agree. Fantastic. It was such a kind gift. To... It really is, and it's incredibly helpful. Even if you don't, if you think I don't need that, I know what that noise means. It's just so helpful to have it in that moment in time when you hear that noise and you think, "That's what that is." You know, I've been flying as a child and a teen for years, and I didn't know that um, the noise abatement and the, you know, the slight slowing down because I could hear that and feel it and think, "Oh my god!" You know. We're going to start falling back to earth because we've slowed down. And now I know from listening to the podcast and reason it's actually normal. <laughs> yeah. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Paracetamol. Paracetamol, absolutely. Um, and try not to, to dwell too much in your anxiety. You know, allow yourself to acknowledge that you're frightened and then parcel it away. And think, actually, is this helping me? Am I getting anywhere by going round and round and round? So go for a walk, take a bath, I don't know, do some laundry, clean the fridge. <laughs> Anything to keep your mind busy. Um, so so tell me about that one again. I've been, I lo- kind of lost, because that sounded like an interesting tip that I wasn't quite following. So is that like actively distracting yourself? or? Yeah, I would say so. I would say... You know, acknowledge to yourself that you're frightened and then parcel up that thought and put it to one side. Right. That's what I was trying to get at. How do you do that? How do you do that? I would say, how do I do that? It's one of the things that I'm trying very hard to do. Um, And I read something else about also rather than parceling it up, tie that worry on a balloon and let it go. So it's the same kind of thing to think, okay, I acknowledge this. I'm frightened of this. But is it helping me to keep going over the fact that I'm frightened of this? I'm frightened of this. I'm frightened of this. I'm just going to try and put it to one side. So I'm not saying I'm not frightened of it anymore. I'm just keeping it here. But now I'm going to keep my mind busy with other things. So I will, you know, take a bath, go for a walk with the dog, clean the fridge, <laughs> go call a bit of paracetamol. It must be an amazing fridge. Well, lot of <laughs> So, so, so this is a um, a visual technique that you do that because you every time you said I oh, pass it up, put your hands together like that, parcel, yeah. and you want to also put it to your side there. Yeah. So that that's what I thought was really interesting because you these are things that people copy. That's why I asked how do you do it. Yeah. Because I've heard other people talk about techniques like that. Um, yeah. But it's every, everyone has their own process. That's what yeah. I thought. Well, that's that. That caught my attention. That's yeah, and I'm aware of it. it. Like I'm aware of the the fear still, but it's kind of like a small voice rather than a big. Ah, mm. I'm kind of like I've been able just to, you know, reduce it a little bit rather than just saying or fighting with it. I'm just saying I know you're there, but for now, just. I love that, Bez, because what you're doing. There's lots of ways to describe that, but you're. Like you reduce the noise, the voice, which is a technique, 
Yeah. So you've not tried to to drain it out positive thoughts. You you're just going, I know you're there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just so you're there's a level of acceptance with it. Yes, this sort of visual technique of parceling it, whether it's one side or sticking it on the balloon and let it go, whichever you did. Yeah. But all of that. You're actively doing something, but you're not trying to stop it. You're yeah. just minimizing it. Yeah. Can't Good. stop it. No, I'm not I'm not in the position yet where I feel that I can fly without fear. So it would be hypocritical for me to say it's gone because it hasn't. It's still there, but it's much smaller and I'm able to make it smaller. So, yeah. Brilliant. Is there any more gold there? Gold, but uh, there might be. I would say ask yourself why you don't fear other modes of transportation or question their ability to to get around. You know, we wouldn't think twice about getting on a bus, jumping in a taxi, train, boat. I know some people are frightened of, of boats, yeah. but, yeah. you know, it's not something that I would imagine most people spend a lot of sleepless nights thinking about. Um, mm. I think the biggest thing I have to say is ask for help there is no shame in it um you know just like we would take painkillers for a headache or we'd go to the dentist for a toothache ask tell the cabin crew that you're frightened you know i tell everybody now when i go to the airport i tell the checking people i'm a nervous flyer they probably think well right but you know <laughs> you need to tell somebody a bit further down the line and then i tell them at the boarding gate that i'm frightened and Last time I did that, they actually said, oh, that's really good that you told us that. Thank you. And then I tell the cabin crew as I board the aircraft, and I would say 99% of the time they've said, oh, okay, um, I often fly with Ryanair, and you get your seat allocated before um, because I fly with a, a small child. Um, but they've moved me forward so that I'm nearer to the cabin crew so that they can e more easily keep an eye on me. Oh, right. And last time I flew, actually, I, I always, don't always, but I pushed the call bell um, just after takeoff just to say, you know, is, is everything okay? Did it go like you expected? I'll <laughs> <laughs> be flying. Did <laughs> <laughs> we actually get off the ground? Um, and she sat across from me for a good 15, 20 minutes and just yeah. chatted to me and said, yeah, everything's normal. You know, she told me about her previous flight that day and she was looking forward to getting home and having a hot bath because it had been a long day. And I just thought, this is just a day in the office for you. Yeah. Here's me like like a blithering wreck and you're just taking it all in your stride and going about your day. So, yeah, ask for Very good. Oh, I remember Gita talking about this. What I sometimes try and do is if I am in a state of panic, or maybe I should jump back. Panic. I'm going a bit quiet there. I just your mic slipped a bit. No, it might be. Oh, that's that better. Um, if you do feel like you're having a panic attack, don't worry about it. Just let it roll over and happen because you know it doesn't matter at the end of the day if there's people around you and you're embarrassed you're probably never going to see these people again mm -hmm. and honestly don't give a monkeys about what people think they're probably not even aware they're not as massive as 
they feel to us. Um, just give yourself permission to feel the feelings that you're feeling in that moment. And if you can, focus on your breathing, have a paper bag, ask for help with the cabin crew, try and listen to Podcast 44 if you've got it queued up like you should have. <laughs> um, my watch has like um, a little... Um, it's not a timer, but it's there to help with your breathing. So it's like a circle that gets bigger and then smaller. So, Because I, I find if I'm in a, a heightened state of panic, I can't think one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, I, but just something visual really helps. It's a good idea. Um, Is that a little app? Was that a lot? No, it's iPhone? not. It's just something that happens to come on, on my phone and it's just a, you know, a really cheap, it's not an iWatch or anything like that. Um but I'm sure there must be apps out there that do a visual um, rather than a timer thing. Um, but what I was going to go on and say is like a, um, I also have tried doing a dumbed down version of the 54321 um, technique. And it's just for me is try and find or name three red things that you can see around you or three blue things or three green things and just that distraction for a few minutes can actually start to bring you back down again because um, one thing I found that I didn't see so much of is what do I do when I am panicking and you know I'm not an expert in this I'm only going off my own experiences um, but I think you just have to let it happen you can't stop it and one thing I do know is that your, your body can't be in a state of panic indefinitely you will come out of it your body will automatically take over and start to try and regulate your levels of oxygen and carbon dioxide so it will it's too will pass <laughs> yeah yeah I, I like that and the grounding techniques you talked about the three red things three blue things yeah you know they can really help because to do that it just it's a very easy cognitive task brings you back to the front of your head yeah nice and there's the old pinging of the elastic band as well around the wrist um I think that's more of a stop it. <laughs> you don't need to go here. Um, so we used to teach that one on the flight like fear courses. The the main course is just to sort as a distract, so sort of to recognise every time that you're doing something unhelpful. Yeah, but uh, it's it's just an active interval. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good. Yeah, I think the last thing the last thing I have, and that's something I I use a lot, and it does help me, is distract yourself as much as you can um, in the run up to your trip to your journey, but also in the airport and when you're on the flight. And like I say, I was lucky enough to fly, or unlucky enough to fly, with my three year old last time, but he kept me very busy. But I also took a lot for me to do because I find that I don't have much of a tension span when I'm nervous. So I took some colouring. You can get all these wonderful colouring for grown-ups, mm. you know, fancy patterns and whatnot. I made sure that my phone was full of ebooks and podcasts and I had some music downloaded. Um, I had downloaded some things that I could watch, some right. movies or some TV shows, um, although I ended up watching a lot of Peppa Pig, I have to say. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> Um, make sure that you've got some food and some drink even if you don't think you might be hungry it does help um, but yeah anything that you can do to distract yourself I think is um, is helpful yeah there was loads of tips there 
There was loads of tips, yeah. Sorry, I think I've talked quite a lot. No, well, that's <laughs> the whole point. That's the point of a podcast, I guess, yeah. The point of the podcast is that I say bugger all, and you <laughs> say lots of clever things that help people. And you have it tick. Fingers crossed. Yeah, no, there's some really good things there. So there are some elements where you think that there may be, I've heard other versions of it, but the way you described it was so sort of practical and easy mm. that anybody who listens will find something that's of use to them. And that's, I hope that's so. such help. Yeah, yeah. It's really good, really good stuff. Oh, that's good. That's good to hear. Yeah, you've been um, some really nice tips there that people will do yet to just sort of re- resonate as well. And also this sort of the humanness that you just yes. described it, just really kind of been quite straightforward, normal about it, you know, just that's brilliant. Really nice. Good. It's a, it's a horrible fear to have because the world is such a huge, amazing place. And it really ruins so much, you know, I think of all the, the places I could have been to and I'm lucky enough to have gone to some of these places, but yeah, it's just, um, and to be frightened like that is awful. You know, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy to, to be in that moment of fear and think, please just let me be okay or please just get me off this thing or you know it's it's just the worst thing in the world and I think um like I've said before keep reading keep using the post but keep doing the work afterwards because it is it's not a quick fix it is something that I think you have to work on maybe indefinitely yeah it definitely decreases but it's very easy to let these these thoughts back in again yeah you know, they get hold and get into bad and the thing about habits is that they become habits because they get practiced and so we, yeah you know, and it's really easy to restart if you've got a habit of, i don't know eating cornish pasty this used to be my used to love a cornish pasty <laughs> coming back from london i've been doing some work and i go past like cornish pasty place and it became a habit and i just thought you smell it i yeah. anticipate it and i was thinking this isn't good you know, but not even hungry. Just, you know, and I, well, there's a, well, I have a pasty, you know, they've yeah. gone up. They're now five million pounds each, but I'm going to have one because I have yeah. this, these stupid, unhelpful habits. And that's just a really rubbish example. i just just to delete it afterwards. But yeah, <laughs> these things just get hold and they become no. like rituals that you just kind of repeat, repeat, repeat. And it's yeah. really hard to shake them. Yeah. And, but it's also really easy to rekindle them. So I think, the, yes, definitely. Do, I think you're right. It does is a continuous thing, but it does definitely does decrease. Yeah, and you can see that in people who've been on the group for a lot longer than me. You can see, particularly Geeta, for example, the journey that she's been on is is phenomenal. But um, that she has got from this massive A to B shift by keep putting the work in and keep using the group, I think it makes a huge difference. Yeah, and I've seen some people, I mean, people like, um, you know, just top, like today's, like Melissa and Jamie have been sharing videos and posts and stuff because they're both traveling right mm-hmm. now. That's why the top of my mind, um, not sure of favorites, but it just, you know, <laughs> you could just see that, you know, when someone's really struggled and then you can see that they're making progress. It's just phenomenal. It's yeah, phenomenal. it is. And it's very inspiring for people like me at home reading. You think, they can do it. Come on, you can do this too, or you can at least try. 
Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, Mez, thank you very much. That was very, very helpful. Let us know when you've got your next flight coming up. We'll, we'll, obviously, we'll see you in the Facebook group. Oh, you will. <laughs> oh, you will. But not the night before. <laughs> no, maybe. No. Maybe a little bit before that. but Maybe the week before. <laughs> but these tips have been great and all your posts have been really helpful as well. And, it's, and what I think is particularly helpful is the fact that you're not like doing it from a position of affection. Doing like, oh, God. I'm struggling with this, I've still got this, but this is helpful. Yes. I think people can relate to that. It, it, that's what makes it super, super helpful and positive. Yeah. Thank you. You're very welcome. I hope it helps somebody. Yeah. Well, thank you. And lovely to properly meet you. I feel like I know you because Because I talk really, so much. <laughs> you've, done, you've done your diary entries in Facebook. But, yeah. Uh, it's just lovely to meet you. Well, thank you for those tips. That's really lovely ones there. Very easy to use. So thank you. Good. Thank you for listening to the Love Fly podcast. I hope you're finding it helpful with your fear of flying. Now, if you do need some extra tailored help, you can go to our website, lovefly.co.uk and click on the courses button. You'll find more help there, such as our 30-day program and our on-demand webinar. Thanks again. See you next time.